Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our full moon forecast. Um, I have been, <laughs> as some of you know, working with health issues, and I'm I'm a Vedic astrologer. I predict these types of things. I knew that this year was going to be um, very impactful, very big around health for me. And I thought that I got it out of the way. I was like, oh, easy. Okay. And then more things happened. And I know that people can relate with that, but I, um, I'm feeling a little bit more like myself and I'm getting ready to go to Big Bend National Park. For those of you who know Texas or have have been to Texas or have heard of our national parks. We have this beautiful national park in West Texas, Big Bend National Park. Um, and I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just going to leave after work and I'm going to drive and I'm going to look at the stars and hike in the mountains. And that is going to be my medicine for this entire year. <laughs> but um, we're going to talk about it because I, I know that I'm not alone. There's been a lot of astrological things happening that have been really effing hard. And I think that things are going to get a little bit easier, especially at the individual level, or at least that's what I like to believe. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, but this is our full moon forecast. We have a full moon coming up on September 14th, 2019 at 3.57 a.m. If you're in Austin, Texas or around Austin, Texas. This is when it's going to be taking place. And then, of course, for those of you who listen to my forecast regularly, you know that I talk a little bit about the month as well. So first and foremost, for those of you that are new, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. So what I say on this podcast is going to be a little bit different than what you may just pull up online, um, especially if you're in if you're in the United States, Vedic astrology follows the astrological placement of the planets. It's the precise placement of the planets at this moment. Um, if you want to learn more about that, I have two different podcasts, and I'm sure that Google also has a lot to offer on Vedic astrology. So for this full moon, it's going to be in the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius is revolution, okay? They like to move at the beat of their own drum. They are scientific. They want to know the meaning behind things. They like to find the answers. They don't just kind of believe things because they believe it. They have to experience it. They have to see it on paper. They have to have good reason to believe the information that they're receiving. They're humanitarians. They think about the people around them. They think about the community, how they fit on the larger scale. So a lot of the time, especially in the West, we are grown to think of I, and Aquarius is more like we, <laughs> so they're collectivist, okay? And more specifically, the moon is going to be in the nakshatra of Purva Bhadrapada. Purva Bhadrapada. This nakshatra is represented by a sword. It can also be the front legs of a funeral cot. That's what it's mostly known for. The meaning of the word itself is the former one with lucky feet. So that's really interesting, right? The former one with lucky feet and also the front legs of a funeral cot. So that seems contradictory, right? Well, this nakshatra, it's very intense, 
they have this ability to be sharp and compelling and convincing. They may also have a double side, like a double-edged sword. They may be one person in the world, one person at home. They may be one person in the workplace, one person with their friends. They may, you know, depending on if someone has planets in this placement, um, maybe their partner actually takes on these qualities. Maybe their parents take on these qualities. You just have to look at the chart. Um, but check it out. It's it's pretty interesting seeing if you have any planets in this nakshatra. So, and there are two really important stars in this nakshatra. One of them is Markab. This is a, this is a challenging star. It's the star of sorrow. There is also the star Sheet. And Sheet is also generally associated with extreme misfortune. Um, I should also add that Markab is success and honor and achievement in addition to sorrow. And a lot of the times, if you think about it, success, recognition, fame, it doesn't come without some sort of massive sacrifice. You sacrifice your privacy. You sacrifice a lot of intimacy or trust with people, not knowing their true motives. Honor and achievement and all these things generally comes with some sort of price. And so what's beautiful about this nakshatra is it's in the sign of Aquarius, right? And Aquarius is a mature sign in and of itself. So what this nakshatra can do is take the hardships of life and learn from them. They encounter challenge, they encounter loss, they encounter sorrow, and they have the ability to turn it into a life lesson, how they can get better, how they can evolve. And so as we know, the full moon is when the sun and the moon are directly across from one another. So the moon cannot get any brighter. It's absorbing all of the light. Okay, so this is a very auspicious time. As the moon continues to gather light, as it's waxing, it gets more and more auspicious. It hits its full moon point, completely auspicious, and then starts going down, which is traditionally less auspicious, though. Um, there's a lot to say to that. But this full moon, as always, full moon is a good time to let go and release the things that no longer serve us, release old thought patterns, old habits, people, relationships, things that are not fueling our body or inspiring us or fueling us, helping us evolve. Okay. It's a good time to just get rid of all of that crap. And in this specific nakshatra, I think it's a wonderful time to contemplate, this is, this is big, your life so far, your, the reality of our finite time on earth because it's represented by the funeral cot, right? It reminds us that this time that we're given is a beautiful gift and every single day is something to be cherished and honored and appreciated. And so looking at our life, seeing the aspects of it that we absolutely love and then maybe the aspects that are draining us and, you know, it takes a place of privilege to say this, but is it is it possible to release things from our life right now that are draining us? 
Because some of us are going to be in positions where we have to work a specific job or we have to deal with specific people and we just don't have that choice. But what things in your life do you have control over over, that you can get rid of to make your life this finite time on earth more enjoyable? Um, So that is the full moon in a nutshell. And then as you know, um, I talk a little bit about the month at large. So in addition to this, on the full moon, it's going to be conjunct with Neptune. And Neptune is illusion. It brings about confusion and hiding things and secrecy. Neptune loves confusing (laughs) and kind of maybe being a little um, deceptive. And the full moon can bring light to things. But it can also be so bright that it blinds you. So at this point in time, you may feel some sort of confusion. You may There may be something in your life that seems unclear. And if we work to find clarity, we can find it. But it takes intelligence and patience and curiosity rather than assuming. If you want to assume things that are going on, conflict will generally arise, right? You've got to gather more information You have to be curious and you have to be able to remain calm, even if that can be difficult at times. So just think about it. Watch in your life if there's anything that seems confusing um, or shadowy. And how can you get more information on that to find clarity for yourself? Because you're always in control of these things. In addition to this, Sun and Mars are conjunct. Depending on where Leo is in your chart, because this is in the sign of Leo, Mars and Sun actually work quite well together. So the Sun is like the general and the authority, and the Mar and Mars is like the warrior who loves doing what the Sun says. So this is actually a great time to get surgery. If you've been thinking about getting surgery, it's a good time to take care of your health. It's a good time to take care of your diet. Um, Venus by this time would have moved into the sign of Virgo. Mercury is also in Virgo, so this is actually a really funny thing to see because. Mercury in Virgo loves it. Mercury has a blast. It's like it's at its best friend's house. It's exalted. It's allowed to communicate as much of it as it wants to, you know, um, publicize, market itself, <laughs> uh, play music, work with numbers, whatever. These are all the mercurial things of the world sitting in Virgo. So they do really well here. Communication may be better. Again, working with numbers may be better. If you're a marketer or in some sort of sales, you may feel like you're on top. Venus doesn't like these things as much. Venus likes to be luxurious and comfortable and in love and, you know, kind of under that illusion of um, perfection right? Because Venus has the ability to put people on the pedestal and see everyone under a beautiful light. When Venus comes into this extremely analytical sign of Virgo, it's debilitated. Virgo's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, Venus. We're going to think about this. We're going to talk about this. We can't just let ourselves throw caution to the wind for the sake of love. So anyone who has Venus and Virgo may understand those qualities. They may be nodding their head right now, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So When Venus and Mercury come together, it does bring criticism in love. We can start nitpicking our partners, finding faults with our partners. There may be some sort of conflict or illusion. There may be something hidden. 
that we figure out about our partners. There may, it, it's just not the best time for romance. What it is a good time for is communication with your partner, thinking analytically about your partner, and rather than assuming and criticizing, gathering more information, asking questions, exploring the minds of the people around us, of our significant others, rather than deciding that we're going to know all of the answers and place blame or judgment. It's also, you know, it's a great time to take care of your health. These upcoming months are going to bring a lot of challenge for health, okay? There may be some sort of outbreak. There may be a flu. It may be some foodborne illness that happens, but it's a really good time to be cautious about what you're putting into your body and where you are, okay? So just being safe where you go, taking care of your health, being mindful, Jupiter has finally gone direct. So a lot of us are going to feel a lot of relief. Saturn is still retrograding. Saturn will go direct soon. Okay. So for the past several months, Jupiter and Saturn have been retrograding, which have made things difficult. They're both extremely karmic planets and Jupiter brings the greatest gifts Saturn brings the greatest karma and the greatest lessons, and they are both moving backwards. So things may have seemed unclear. You may have felt confused, maybe some depression or melancholy. Now that Jupiter is going forward, there should be some lift and some relief. When Saturn goes direct, there's going to be, it's going to feel like something you've been working on clicks. So maybe you're working with an addiction. Maybe you're simply working with changing your schedule, being more punctual, being more responsible with your time, being more responsible with your diet, being more responsible with your partners. But whatever you've been working on, it's going to feel like it clicks into place. And even more so in January when Saturn moves into its own sign of Capricorn. On September 17th, I believe, Rahu is going to move into the nakshatra of Ardra. And it's going to stay there until April 2020. It's going to be there for a while. And so this happens once every 18 years because it takes 18 years for Rahu and Ketu to cycle. And keep in mind, Rahu and Ketu are actually moving backwards. So as all of the planets are moving forward through the signs, Rahu and K2 move backwards through the signs. And so Rahu and K2 were just in the sign of Cancer and Capricorn, and now they're in the sign of Gemini and Sag, and then they'll be in the sign of Taurus and Scorpio, just to kind of put it into perspective. Um, and so Ardra is the business person. They are very, they're very much go-getters. They're ambitious. And as we were talking about earlier, sometimes these qualities come with a price. They, they're also represented by the teardrop and some sort of tragedy. So when Rahu and K2 are here, there may be a global event that is less welcomed. Okay, it may be something big. And this is this is on a global scale, right? But it's a great time to do what you can to create what you want. 
if every single one of us on earth chose to be kind and compassionate and allowing others to have their own choices and opinions, there would be a really peaceful air on earth. Okay, so seeing what you can control, supporting your loved ones, supporting the people around you. But watching out for that, I just wanted to bring it up. We'll get more into it as the months go on. Um, and so something that I did want to discuss was with Saturn, or excuse me, the moon being in Aquarius in this specific nakshatra, bringing about wisdom when it comes to negative experiences or negative thoughts. And so something that we can all do is when we notice automatic negative thought, that can be, I'm not lovable, I deserve to be alone, I'm not worthy, those thoughts that just kind of pop up, right? And, and by definition, an automatic thought like that, that just kind of pops into your mind, is distorted, What's happening is something from our past, an experience that we had, words that we were told, are replaying in our mind in this present moment. And that's distortion because it's possible that nothing in this present moment is actually sending you those messages, but we remember them from something sad or traumatic that happened to us and we're imposing it on this moment. And so something that we can do is notice those automatic thoughts and then take note of what you were doing in that moment. Were you driving? Were you sitting alone? Were you washing the dishes? What activity happened to make that thought happen? And so you notice the activity, you notice your thought, and then notice the emotions that come with it. Being very clear with yourself, what kind of emotions came up with that negative thought? Because emotions, they are sourceless or excuse me, they, they always have a source, I should say. They are not sourceless. Either our behaviors cause our emotions or our thoughts cause our emotions. Our emotions do not just flare up on their own. It's either a negative thought that we're enforcing ourselves, or it's a behavior that we don't like. Okay, so we do a behavior and then we think, oh, I don't like this about myself, I'm judging myself, and then it causes emotions. So being wise with our own emotions is awareness. And so this little exercise is the beginning of developing this awareness of your thought and your emotions and where they're coming from and noticing them. But what's important is that once you start noticing what is causing your negative emotion, rather it be a negative thought or a negative behavior, what can you do to start changing that? Can you implement a positive thought? Can you catch the distortion in the moment and replace it with the positivity that you know that you are, the beautiful things that you contribute to the world, the beautiful people that care about you? I know that everybody listening to this does beautiful things and has beautiful people in their life somewhere. Um, and that could be a pet <laughs> as well or a skill, a hobby. Um, and then with negative behaviors, is it possible for you to change your behavior? Because this full moon is a wonderful time to nip it in the bud and let it go. And you have the power to do it. And it's the effort, right? If you give an effort to quit and then something pulls you back, it's okay. 
you always have another opportunity. Okay. So can you change your behavior today? Can you change your thoughts today? All right. I'm at 20 minutes. I'm going to let you guys go. This was my full moon forecast. I hope that it was helpful. If you would like a reading with me, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga and schedule yourself. Again, I'm going to Big Bend. So hopefully there aren't any options for this weekend. Um, and for any questions, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. And please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. Okay. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. Thank you so much.